Hello and welcome to the third episode of Monsters May Vary. Um, it is very, very, very late because we've had some issues going on. And, um, and the so heat wave didn't help because everybody was dying from heat exhaustion. Although nobody we know actually did die of heat exhaustion. I hope not. Felt like it. Knock on wood, nobody's going to die of that we know of. Um, <laughs> it, it's really hot in here right now, so if you hear us complain. So how are you guys handling the heat? They, they can't answer you. Well, no, but they can think it. <laughs> That's almost as bad as Dora. Can you click on, bitch, I ain't on a computer. Or maybe we can, like, psychically connect and you can tell me, dude, I'm sweating balls. Or something, you know. <laughs> you use my brace. <laughs> today on our little paranormal talk, we're going to talk about hauntings and portals. The haunting in Connecticut. Oh, Sorry. Now, there are various different types of hauntings. There are residual hauntings, which are said to occur from traumatic or stressful events. So it's like the black dress lady. I was going to say, I spit it out, girl. (laughs) Yeah, but the way I was going to say it would have sounded totally, it's a a white chick in a black dress, okay? But anyway, this can be anything from, like, murder, rape, anything, like, trauma instilling on a person. You know, and it's not... people in the eye? Well, I don't think you're going to get haunted from that, but let's not try it. But the energy of the person that died stays an imprint on the place, and it plays like a like a recording over and over again. So you might see a scene being acted out, which kind of actually reminds me of an episode on Buffy. Oh, I was thinking an episode on Supernatural, but okay. (laughs) But on Buffy, there was a guy that was jealous. He was in love and dating a teacher and ended up she wanted to call it off because it was obviously unprofessional. And so he shot and killed her and then killed himself. So it was like... He was stuck on a loop and possessing people to make them reenact the scene over and over again. Although I'm sure not all of these are as dramatic. And now I'm just having flashbacks of a lot of different things I've seen. But you know, it's not all violent. People can hear talking, laughter, music, you know, all the time. And while you might think that Oh my god, my house is haunted. It's not usually an intelligent or interactive haunting. It's not intelligent? No, it's considered non-intelligent because it's not their actual... So the ghost is dumb? Well, don't say that too loud because, <laughs> you know, you probably do not no, have I know a residual what you mean. haunting. It's, it's they're, they're just playing through their life. And it's just the energy. It's not them actually being there, I guess, if that makes any kind of sense. Oh, the magicians! That's what I was thinking of. Remember the episode where Marco and, uh, the one dude. Not Marco. I don't know. Is there a Marco? Probably not. No, the girl and the gay dude. Margo, Margo, Margo and Elliot, when they do that thing from the other world, and they're, they died, and they're just in a constant loop of how they died. 
Yeah, kind of. And it's really traumatic and terrible. But those are the unintelligent hauntings. And then there are the intelligent hauntings, where the beings are actually interactive. They're aware of us. They can touch us. They carry on their former intelligence and their previous life, so they know what's going on. They know they're dead. They know where they are. So that would be the lady I'm talking about. The lady in black. That lives in my blue room. And then there are, of course, poltergeist hauntings. Those are fun. And poltergeist is actually German for noisy spirit. So I thought that That totally makes sense. It does. And I love learning new stuff. (laughs) And they are noisy. Like most people that have like um, poltergeist activity have things like furniture moving, things falling and being thrown around the room. Um, They can have furniture. Yes. What what movie am I thinking of? Actually, I think didn't that happen in the poltergeist? Probably. <laughs> like they stacked the chairs on the table. Some movie. And you know, there's voices, there's growling, you know, there is definite communication, but oftentimes it's communication you don't want. So, you know, and there's recordings of activity since the Roman times, so there's been several stories of poltergeist. Since the Roman times. Poltergeist activity. And it's considered one of the most terrifying and rare hauntings. Like, it's not very common to actually have poltergeist activity. Generally, it starts with a female who is in their teen years, and they unknowingly cause this negative energy to go around, and this energy is what draws in these... Oh, that's just fantastic. It has to be a woman? Oh, yeah. It's not, a, it's not a moody man. It's a moody woman. <laughs> really? <laughs> what is wrong with this world? <laughs> Anyways. But no two poltergeist activity hauntings are the same. There's usually one person in the house that's more affected than others, meaning, like, the activity will pick up when that person's present, and then it goes away when they leave. So, like... Say you went to somebody's house and all of a sudden, you know, obviously stuff starts flying off the shelves at you. (laughs) Well, you'd know you're the one that's drawing this activity. And when you leave, it would go away. So that means that poltergeist is for you. But it sounds like poltergeist hauntings are really specific, like, to people and to place. It's not like it just... It's not going to go with both of us. It's going to like one of us better than the other. And Did you find anything about, like, how they, like, if, like, what they said on Supernatural is, like, right when they said the poltergeist was just a bunch of bottled up bad energy from stuff that occurred in the house? Well, that's what it draws from is uh, usually it's, like, girls' teenage angst, you know, young okay. girls that are usually going through oh, puberty. Because okay. guys don't have that when they go through puberty. Oh, no, it's not nearly as documented. You know, women are crazy. Don't have a vagina. <laughs> Vaginas are bad. We discussed this last time. This is bad. Don't have one. They are bad. No, no. <laughs> and then there is, you know, our favorite, the demonic activity hauntings. Which, yay. And Which do the stacking of chairs and stuff, too. 
that's what I was going to say. It can be confusing between the two because a poltergeist is not always a demon and a demon is not always a poltergeist. So, you know, it's kind of you got to decide for yourself what you're dealing with. Um, I, I say, uh, do whatever you have to do to your house to get rid of a demon and if it still happens, then it's probably a poltergeist. <laughs> That would be the best bet, you know? Just sage the, the crap out of one. everything. Get the worst one out of there. If stuff starts flying, your chairs are stacking and stuff like that, you go get a priest, get some holy water, get whatever you can get your hands get on. Get Sam and Dean Woodchester. If only they existed. They do in my life. <laughs> in my dreams, there's Dean. Oh, that reminds me of the episode of... DC Legends of Tomorrow. Sarah, who's like openly like gay, she's like, this looks like a um, scene from Supernatural. And the person's like, oh, you. They looked at her all confused and she's like, you've never seen Supernatural? And she just shakes her head and she's like, what? Dean's my all pass. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that's awesome. I think most people that have seen Supernatural make Dean their all pass. <laughs> like, I don't know very many people that would. No offense, but you know, Sam just. I watched I the old episodes, and I was like rewatching the old episodes, and it's like Sam was. They were both cute when they were young, but Sam did not age well where Dean did, and now I feel bad because I'm not saying that Sam got ugly. I'm just saying Dean got hotter where Sam kind of stayed the same. Like fine wine that <laughs> Yeah. I'm not saying he's ugly. We are getting way, way, way off topic Sorry. here. Ooh, Sam and Dean. <laughs> How you doing? That's one way to kill like three minutes. <laughs> Supernatural and I get the love and Well, yeah. hey, you know what? At least we're not talking about General Hospital. Don't even. Don't even. I couldn't believe he was on that. That fascinates me. Okay. So let's get back to demons, because that's what these people are here for. Not to hear what we dream about at night and what we, you know, pretend we're loving on, you know. Uh, (laughs) And now we know what Heather dreams about. Um. All the freaking time. (laughs) And you know that guy from Justified. Tim Oliphant. I don't know why, but I got banned from watching Justified. My husband does not allow me to watch that anymore because I liked him. But only in that show. Right! Um, It's just gotta be... It's like Crowley on Supernatural for some reason. I got a thing for Crowley, but I watch him in something else and it's just weird. (laughs) It's just the character thing. Anyways. (laughs) But demonic activity and we're back. Um, demons were never actually human. They are considered to be extraterrestrial. They are. What? Yes. They're aliens? That, I thought the same thing. But apparently extraterrestrial is just another word for being of other energy. So well, they don't actually I mean, have a human form. And technically they don't live on Earth. They live in Earth. <laughs> well, <laughs> we want to go there. <laughs> but how do you know it's our Earth they live in? I don't know. It could be Earth too. Well, there could be a lot of places because apparently they're here, there, and everywhere. You know, one thing my grandma always said when I was growing up um, is, if you could see all the demons and spirits and stuff around you, it would be enough to make the most sane person go insane. 
y'all. Like, all the activity that's going around you that you can't see, that you can't feel. If you could see every being that is around you at every any given moment, you'd be in a psych ward. Even if they were your loved ones, you'd be in a psych ward. The demons are extraterrestrial. They're all energy beings. Can we change that term? I can't hear that. And we have officially been talking for about five minutes without recording. I think maybe the demons had something to do with that. So we just told you guys a crap ton of stuff about demonic activity without even having it record for us. So, okay, fine. Since we can't say extraterrestrial, they're all energy beings. They can appear in several different ways. They might look angelic and manipulate you to do something sinful or out of the ordinary, which actually really makes sense because in the Bible, like, Lucifer was beautiful. He wasn't anything grotesque. He wasn't scary, something that would make you run away from him. And it's said that a lot of the demons are actually fallen angels, too. So... You know, they can disguise themselves as anything to gain your trust, get your guard down, you know, make you weak and vulnerable. They can look like dragon. Yeah. Which, if we have not explained what dragon is, dragon is a bearded dragon named dragon. Which is close to a snake, which is... It is not! It has four legs! How on earth is it close to a snake? Maybe reptile. It's scaly. Okay, it's a reptile, but... If you cut her legs off, she's a snake. (laughs) What the frick? Come on, save you, dragon. She won't cut your legs off. Anyways... (laughs) But, so yeah, they don't always... You cut your legs off and make you a snake. Demons don't always look like, you know, the run-of-the-mill on the TV shows, like, horrifying-looking creatures. But sometimes they do. Sometimes they can look horrific and evil-looking because they know that we're scared of this, and they want to instill that fear because they feed off of it. And then sometimes they don't really have a form. They can appear as a black mist, fog, shadows. Victims claim to be followed by a black mist, which actually kind of reminds me of my house on the Your house, yeah, that's what I was just groaning about. I'm like, oh, I told you there was demonic presence. I've been wanting to talk to you about this, but I know... Well, okay, so when we do the show, I don't discuss things with Mindy beforehand. I just basically, it's like I tell her a story and she reacts. And so far, that's how we've been working it. But yeah, as soon as I read the thing about demons being the black mist, which you kind of figure it was not anything I told you it wasn't fucking good. But back when I lived in my old house, in the hallway, there was this black figure. It would wander back and forth, like, almost like it was guarding something. It never left that area. Oh, yeah, it did. It chased me to my motherfucking car. Sorry about the language. To my car that one night. Like, I swear it chased me. Like, I... that That's the quickest I ever freaking got in my car drove off. Okay, so apparently it does move and I didn't know it. But I never saw it move. Yeah, but you didn't drive at that time either. But anyway, victims claim to be followed by a black mist. They might be given off stench, like rotting eggs or burning flesh. Sulfur. Yes. They can growl, they can scratch, they can shove. They want to break your will for possession. And it could take days, months, weeks, years. It doesn't really matter because a demon doesn't care about time. Their time doesn't exist on the same level that ours does. 
So however long it takes, they're going to wait it out. So kind of like how we were talking about, has it been a half hour and tell the kids that it's been two hours? (laughs) Right. Now, in case some of you were wondering and haven't figured it out yet, there are some signs that may inform you that a haunting is happening. There may be things like temperature changes, which you see in, like, the sixth sense. You know, everything turns to ice when the little boy's like, I see dead people. Yes, supernatural. But it's not It's not said to be really that dramatic. The reason Honestly, that there I is wish a, there was a ghost in the room right now. That's I could use a chill. It is hot. <laughs> Don't call him in here. I, I don't want to deal with that ghost, today. A friendly ghost. Casper. Casper, where are you? Come here, Casper. But it's said that ghosts pull energy from the environment, and that's what actually lowers the temperature. So it's like, they're basically like walking dehumidifiers, kind of. We need one of those. Right now, it is humid. That's why my room is so hot. It's not hot. It's humid. I need a ghost dehumidifier, please. (laughs) Send us Casper or the wheelchair guy, you know, something. Can we name him Fred? I don't I know. He's a Fred. Fred is my husband's dad, and that just seems weird. Okay. Frank. Do you know Frank? No, I don't, but I feel like he needs a cooler name. Joe. John Deere. <laughs> Julio. Jimmy Dean. Julio. <laughs> I like it. Okay, so, you know, Julio but can come in there. If he's the Mennonite that used to live here, he might not appreciate that. Anyways. So while we're busy trying to figure out how to get a ghost to come up in here and cool down the temperatures, <laughs> we might as well tell you some of the other stuff that ghosts can do that might indicate a haunting. We all know they can, like, tamper with your electric stuff and cause technological glitches. Like, lights can flicker. They can stop your recording when you don't know it. Yeah, and that then you was... can talk for five minutes without That's not true anybody hearing you. They can turn on and off your lights. They can turn on and off the TV. They can change the volume and the channel on your TV. So can we sitting on the remote. I do that a lot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but you never know. <laughs> and ghosts can use just about any electronic device to communicate with the living. That's why, like, the ghost hunters and paranormal searchers always use, like, those, what are they, EMS? Yes, we need one of those. Or and not one of the little fake ones you try to use on your phone. I want or a real like, one. Remember the spirit box or whatever? That sounds like a Ouija board. It kind of is. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily a Ouija board. Yeah, but, but it's the, just the name. <laughs> just makes me not want to try it. But it's... Anyways... <laughs> But, like, the voices transmit out of this box and you get answers to stuff you're asking or whatever. So, yeah, basically, like, an audio Ouija board. Yeah, if we're at, I don't want anything that I'm asking at things, man. <laughs> I just want to read. Ooh, and you can have unusual scents. Like, have you ever went somewhere and smelled a perfume that you knew years ago, but you haven't smelled in forever? Like, and it's just kind of like sitting in your nose or any kind of smell. I smell somebody's poop sometimes. That's just weird. No, I'm not going to elaborate due to 
things, but you, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, but why it would they randomly, know their signature smell after death? But it randomly, it was their signature smell when they were alive. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it randomly, like, I smell it sometimes, and it, it kind of weirds me out. I guess I've had more pleasant experiences with this, because, <laughs> like, I've just randomly smelled different colognes or perfumes when I'm not around, and... Well, lucky you, I can you smell know, poop. <laughs> you know, the I was always told poop. that those random smells that aren't logical in any way, that aren't anywhere near you, like... If you're sitting here and smelling poop, I, I did not poop, so it is, it's not it's, me. To clarify, it is a distinct... I've only ever smelled that poop from one person. <laughs> it's distinct, man. <laughs> it pops up, and I swear it's because I have her plant. But sometimes you can even smell things like cigars and cigarettes. Like, nobody in my house smokes. And... I've been laying there and I'd get a whiff of cigarettes and it kind of weirds me out sometimes, but my grandpa actually smoked all the time. And I guess if you've been around enough people that are smokers, you can kind of tell the different scents of different cigarettes. Like, yeah. I feel the Marlboro Reds smell a lot stronger than anything else. And that's, well, that's what because they smoked. are stronger. They're called cowboy killers for a reason. I well, love cowboy killers. <laughs> that's why he smoked all the time. And it's funny because even when I'm not around you or anybody else that actually smokes them, I'll catch a random whiff and I just think, oh, hey, Grandpa. Oh, I don't smoke marble reds. I can't afford that. I'm poor. I smoke <laughs> special blend reds. They're like 25 cents cheaper. <laughs> but then there's also the sulfur smells, which I associate more with something demonic than spiritual but I guess it can be either or. But if I smell anything that smells like sewer or sulfur or something, I generally think it's okay. not a good thing. Sewer and sulfur are not the same smell, Heather. No, sulfur is rotting eggs. Yeah, and have you ever smelled some sewer systems? <laughs> like every time my well, grandma does laundry, that's what it smells that's like. That's because she has a lot of sulfur in her water then. Because but, when I lived at the place in Farwell, every time you smelled, you took a shower, it smelled like sulfur. You couldn't even drink. Maybe the water was haunted. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but other ways you can tell your house is haunted is things that are similar to like poltergeist activities. You might have thumping, you might have you know, hear voices sometimes, or random singing, or like somebody humming. Just can also do the crackish. I'm sorry. Object sorry. movement is a big one for knowing there's something otherworldly there. Oh, and also your pets. Your pets can detect when things are there. Mine is staring your ear down. Because she's probably going to bite it and then I'm not going to be happy. No, she's more likely to kiss it. It's a kissing dragon. <laughs> but, like, if you ever take your dog to a different house or something and you notice she's off staring and growling into a corner, chances are it's not just a mouse or something. I mean, animals are really susceptible to sensing that kind of stuff. So, your pets may avoid areas or gravitate towards them if they want to be in that situation, I guess. Oh, I'm sorry. She's not staring at you. She is hardcore staring at the paper. The lizard looks like she... Dude, dude, she just moved her head. I swear to God, my lizard is reading. She's, She's reading. reading. 
I, I don't think she knows what she's reading, my but she's reading. My can read instead of, my kid can read. Like, even the way she's moving. Sorry. But then you might be wondering, now that you know the signs of a haunting, you might be wondering why you have a haunting. <laughs> you said haunting, and Dragon's like, I'm getting the heck out of here. Dragon's like, I am not dealing with these ghosts. I am out of here. I don't even want to know. She started running off her shoulder. <laughs> but, again, there are many reasons why places might be haunting, haunted, and usually it's to deal with the manner of death. Like... If there was a traumatic death or a sudden death and these spirits don't know or believe they're dead. Or it can be, you know, their loved ones. They're not ready to let go. They're not emotionally ready to let them leave. So these ghosts hang around trying to comfort the living. And some, I would be that kind of ghost. Me too. I have separation anxiety. <laughs> I feel like I would hang around just so I could mess with my mom. No, I'd hang around to mess with your dad. No. <laughs> oh, he'd be fun because, you know, he'll, he'd think it's a dream. <laughs> no, but my mom has never had any kind of encounters. But she's always nervous about stuff like that. So I'd do things. Like, if I ever died before my mom and I was a ghost, I would stick around just to haunt her. And I think she'd love it because she'd know I was still there. Okay. So, do you remember the story I told you? When I was in basic training, I had a really bad moment where I was crying myself to sleep. And I rolled over on my side. And I felt like somebody hugged me. Like, super tight. And all of a sudden, I just, I was no longer depressed. Well, I had joined the Army, signed up to join the Army after my grandfather had passed. So, I felt it was him. And then, I felt like there's this presence the whole time I was in basic training. And then the night that we took our um, soldiers, like, pledge, and we um, had our, like, final, we're done, we made it thing before graduation. Um, the We did it, and then it's... They started playing American Soldier, and right then and there, it hadn't rained all day. It just started pouring rain on us. And after that song was done, I no longer felt the presence with me. It was like almost like you stood, stayed with me the whole entire time. Kind of weirded me out a little bit. Make sure you got through it. And then he, yeah, as soon as I got, as soon as that ended, he's like, "You're done. See ya. I'm going to see your mom and sister." But I would. I'd be that ghost that hung around, and I would take my mom's puffer and stuff, and I'd hide it random places. I mean, not that she doesn't lose it already on her own. But I'd just do random fun things like that. Just So with that being said, Terry, do not let this girl die before you. You're screwed. It'll be fun. It'll be like a constant game of hide-and-go-seek. Like me and Mr. Dork. <laughs> Don't even get me started on Dork. He's a friendly ghost. He's a protective ghost. But he's also a dick. Hey. <laughs> wow. He hid the camera. We looked in the... I had three people looking for the camera. We all looked at the same spot. After we no longer needed the camera, guess where it was? That same spot that it was not before. And three people had looked. And they are known to do that. He likes to mess with me. He's my buddy, but he likes to mess with me. 
Okay. And some more reasons why ghosts might stick around or spirits stick around is because they can't rest due to injustice. Like, if they haven't seen an outcome happen that they believe should happen, like, say they were murdered, they might hang around and tell the other person that did it is taken into custody or some sort of justice is served to them. And then there are the ones that just fear the other side. They don't know where they're going. They are scared because they don't know. And they don't want to be out of this world because they don't know for sure what's waiting for them once they get out. (laughs) I forgot about that. Sorry. (laughs) So, other than being stuck here are able to move on for whatever reason. There are also portals that spirits can walk into and leave through. They're called vortexes or verge. They're usually by water. And it's said to be by water because water absorbs negative energy. And this negative energy can come from traumatic events and this creates an electrical field which are part of the ghost portals. There's actually a cemetery in Chicago. It's Bachelor's Grove Cemetery. Let's do it. Oh. Please. There's a pond in the cemetery that is believed to be a portal, and it's where all the Chicago gangsters <laughs> dumped the bodies of their hits. That makes sense. Dude, t- seriously, can we do it? I mean, let's wait till the kids are, like, old enough that th- th- if we disappear, they'll be, like, look in the grove, but <laughs> let's do it. Oh, goodness. But, yeah, anywhere... Like, water is a life source. Like, more than just, you know, drinking and hydrating yourself. It it gives all sorts of energy. And there are two different types of vortexes. They're separated into two categories based on their energy flow. There is an upflow vortex, which is a positive portal... And the energy will feel more electric than magnetic. It's said to boost spiritual skills and expand consciousness. Will it boost mind skills? Probably. So let's find one of these, and then we can study our nursing books. Well, any portal, like, either of these two portals can affect you. Like, they can make you more emotional. Like, if you're an empath, they can intensify all that. If you're, like, a medium or something... You might get, like, lightheaded from overcrowding in your head from what's going on and all that energy hitting you at once. So, you know, that's so just... Don't study that? It's something that you want to be careful of, I guess. Okay, so find a good one and study that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm really scared of school. <laughs> but the energy from an upflow vortex flows up and out of the earth. That's why this energy feels revitalizing and positive. And you're going to love this. It's said that this energy is male because it is lively and exhilarating and it is yang in nature. So, you know, the positive one is a male. So then let me ask you, what do you think that means the negative one is? The vagina. Yes. Do not have a vagina. Again. You're going to need to turn yourself into a boy. So the negative portals are called inflow vortexes. And this is where energy flows towards the earth instead of out of it. 
energy is heavier and more negative. You might have feelings of fear, jealousy, depression. You'll be highly sensitive. People may become victims of nightmares and feeling oppressed. Negative entities use these portals. And it is considered to be female in energy because it is the yin of the energy. Is, does that mean my blue room's like a portal? <laughs> Maybe. You got a negative Nancy in there. Oh, you know and I'm what? not talking about my dad. You know what? <laughs> Your blue room is the yin and Addie's room is the yang. I guess I, I need to clarify because people don't know. When we call it the blue room, it's because we've done it for the last 25 years. It's got blue carpet. It is now our living room. So, when I talk about it, it's not our living room. It used to not be, but that's... I'm talking my living room. <laughs> Ooh, what's up? Causes of vortexes. Negative Nancy's. Yeah, actually, sometimes. They feed off energy and, like, bad things I'm happen. gonna cause a vortex. <laughs> Damn it. But other than, like, any energies and stuff that can make these... It can be, like, geological events. Like, you know, a portal can open every Tuesday at 5 p.m. You know, it's just all varies based on time. It can be places where large amounts of deaths have occurred. Like, you know, 9-11. Dude! That area is probably one big vortex. You just read my freaking mind. I was just going to say ground zero. Dude, you seriously just read my mind? Oh my goodness! Don't freak me out like that. <laughs> but really, any place with high traffic and high energy, like, it can be busy areas like streets and sidewalks, and that could be causing a vortex because there's so much different energy coming together and opening things up. So don't go to New York. Right. I'm confused. Am I not getting... And it's said that portals only stay open for a limited amount of time. And you might be able to see these portals opening or hear them. They might have, like, a yellow or a red or blue light streak about them, like, in the area that's actually a portal that's getting ready to open. It might make a buzzing sound when it's closing. You'd probably feel, like, a surge of paranormal activity. Um, normal people might get dizzy. They might start feeling tired, and some might even pass out. Or they'll just get really cold and have headaches. Animals will be agitated and try to run okay, away. that's really tripping me out because there's a lot of times I can't figure out why I'm cold and it's hot. Right? And I, I usually get a headache. That's so weird. Just, I, I can't do this anymore. You're freaking me out, man. <laughs> but that's just normal people. Like, if you have any, like, cognitive... Well, that ain't what I want to say. Like, um, supernatural abilities at all. Six cents. Like, psychics and mediums and stuff like that. They might have a magnified ability, and they might feel calm and feel clarified and peaceful. So it's, like, opposite. Like, you could go there and you could pass out, or you could start, like, you know, reaching higher zen or something from this portal. So you never really know, but I guess that's one way to find out if you're psychic, is go find a verge or a vortex. Well, one thing we always got to remember is it's not always just, like, your run-of-the-mill ghosts and spirits and nice forms that come through. Like, 
demonic energy can come through too. But usually there's different portals for each type of thing, I'm guessing. And it's more likely, apparently, for negative energy to pass through first. So really, you never know. And also, if you ever try to expel any kind of negative energy, like if you think you have a demon haunting or something like that, just because you get rid of it does not mean that it is fully gone. It means it's gone on to traumatize somebody else instead. Like, it can't be destroyed. It doesn't move on. It just moves from place to place. But I thought if you exercise demons, they went... You just get them out of that area. But so, like, all the things that I've learned is not true? You just get it out of the person and it goes to another person? Pretty much. Like, That's say you're possessed and you get exercised or whatever, and the demon leaves you. It just goes traveling for another person. And what's really weird to think about in the spirit world and stuff is they can, within a thought, be, say, from here to Texas within a second. Like, you know, it just takes one second of them thinking and they can jump from person to person like that. And that makes that even more terrifying to me. Did you find anything about the, you know, Sam and Dean tattoo? Uh, Does it really, like, propel possession? Because I'd totally get one if it propelled, keeps me from getting possessed. I don't want to walk around, you know, crab walking with my head turning around like a crazy person. <laughs> Well, then you should just avoid trying to find portals, because portals that are open, like I said, you can hear buzzing, you can hear static, you can see, like, a whirlwind, like, whirlpool-looking thing hovering above it. Yeah, but if I know a way to protect myself, then I can go exploring. Well, the problem with that, though, is that there are risks to it. There's the risk of possession, because once something gets through, in order to stay, they have to find a host. Which means they'll jump into whatever they can or attach to whatever they can so they can try so to get stay the on dragon. Something. <laughs> and they can also physically attack. They can throw things at you and scratch you and anything. So really going to a portal or a known vortex or whatever is kind of not the greatest idea. Bummer. So. Well, I guess this wraps up our ghosts Tomorrow and portals. We will do El La Llorona. No, no, no. I thought we were doing El Cougarra. Okay, we're gonna do La Llorona, and so, because we haven't figured out how to pronounce the other one. The other <laughs> one is like Cuco or Cuca. It's got multiple names. Multiple names. But, but yes, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to you on. We are giving you two because the lady in white. We slacked and, like I said, had issues going on, so we did not get to record when we wanted to. So we gave you this one, and then we will record and release one tomorrow or sometime in this week, most likely tomorrow. But we're going to try to be more on track. We're aiming for releasing one at least every week. Um, That is our goal. Don't hate us if we miss a week because we are mothers. And it's gonna start school soon. And this is gonna be our stress reliever, so we're definitely gonna try to get one or two in a week. But anyhow, thank you for listening and good night, sleep tight. Do not let the demons bite. Dragon's gonna bite ya.